0: This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Abraham Saki with the Word of God. Let me just say thank you, Lord, for the tremendous worship that we've had, the hymns we've sung, and those. Um, thank you very much. Those were just wonderful, wonderful, and wonderful. Okay. And thanks uh, for coming. Good to see you. Let me acknowledge our, our younger ones who have come from uni. Um, some of them are not the same as they, le- as they left us and uh, some of them are the same, but uh, we'll leave it over. We'll leave it over there. Amen. Praise my soul, the King of heaven to his feet, a tribute bring, ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Oh, like this, praise you sing. Uh, praise him, praise him, praise with us the God of grace, father like it ends and spares us. well. Our feeble frame, he knows in his hands. He gently bears us, rescues us from all our foes. Oh Lord, I bless you. Lord, I praise you. Somebody worship God with me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody just worship God with me, amen. We worship a great and a mighty God. And for that, I am grateful. I will do my best not to yield to inclination to sing. You know something? I woke up this morning. This may not be your experience. And um, I cannot assume that my experience is universal. But the thing is, is, there's a song ringing in my heart, in my mind. There's a song read. In fact, there's there's always activity. I need to speak to some, some, some psychiatrist, somebody who knows about this. But there has been a song on my heart all, all along. One or the other, one or the other, and my heart has never been empty. I don't, know, I don't know about you. The only song that can be on your heart are those that you've learned, ones that you know. And you know where I'm going. Good primary school, good secondary school, and on and on it goes. And so when the Spirit, you know, the Spirit of God indwells us. Is that correct? Doesn't the Bible say that? He indwells us. And when he indwells us, he prays through us. So if he prays through us, why can he not sing through us? He does. And I'll be well blessed if I join him in singing. He will never say, Ramsaki, Saki, your voice is out of tune. Come on, join me. And he will sing. So let's go to us. My sermon, as you know, teaching and munching one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And um my subtext is source, sequence, and doctrine. It's not something I've committed to memory, but source, sequence, and doctrine. And for the sake of completeness, Ephesians completeness, 5, 18 to 20 is a, is a what's it called? It's a, it's a sermon text. And do not be drunk with wine. Listen, don't be drunk with wine. When I work in the office, sometimes you ask, them, what do you do with the, with the weekend? Oh, I was legless. I was legless. I fell over the place. Oh, you did. Did you? You, you had and money. You were legless. A woman said, you fell all over the place. You shouldn't be falling all over the place. And they say, Abraham, what did you do? Oh, I went to church. So do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me share something with you. I'm not here to bash anybody. It's very irresponsible to do that. But for those of us who are current with what is happening in Christendom, if you've been reading the news or listening to the news and reading what's happening and um, you're on the internet, For the past two, three years, and maybe more, they have been scandals coming from certain certain places. Now I should be very, very careful what I say. But they have been real scandals, 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 moral feelings, both sexual and uh, financial. And so this week, after, uh, in the course of reading my sermon, an article just, just popped up. Uh, I, 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 subscribed to Premium Newsline and there's an article that came up. Let me read it to you. I'm on slide three. Singing songs from churches, mad in abuse scandals or grappling with failures in leadership is financially supporting something that Christians should be opposed to, says Tom Reed. I'm not Tom Reed, I'm Abraham Saki. We need to rely less, goodness, this is loud, and I think I'm shouting. We need to rely less on the fast food diet of imported worship if the church wants to be truly healthy. For several years, I have been concerned with the lack of diversity in the songs sung in our churches. Now, someone says sung, it should be S-A-N-G-S-U-N-G. We're not going to go into, I checked it up, and um, both are allowed in that context. Yeah. The world has woken up to the need for better inclusion and representation across all spheres. Yet, when it comes to worship, worship music, the lack of variety is particularly troubling. This is why I was intrigued to read the recent Worship Leader Survey Report 2022. The survey was done in America, but observation suggests the trends are reflected throughout the Western world. Western Church. The research shows that most of the worship songs we sing come from the big four churches. When, when, we, when we say the big four, in accountancy, we know what the big four are. The big four are accountancy firms. Now, when it comes to this, we've got the big four. So we got Bethel. I never heard of Bethel. Elevation, never heard of him. I knew of Hillsong. I don't know of Passion. That's what I know. While these mega churches are undoubtedly skilled and experienced in songwriting, Two out of four have had their reputations marred either by moral and leadership failure or theological and political controversy. But interestingly, the majority of the 400 plus worship leaders surveyed said, they are still willing to sing their songs. We are talking on the subject of admonishing one another, teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and so this whole matter is quite pertinent. What do we sing? The Christian world says something is not right. Do you know that? I don't know how they work it out. We pay, we pay a, a, a yearly subscription, CCLI, I think, yeah. We pay a yearly subscription. All the songs that we, the songs that we sing, especially those that are not free, we, what, whenever you sing it, something is paid to somebody. And what this guy is complaining, and someone say, Well, perhaps it's jealousy. Perhaps. He says, Hang on a second. When these people, I read one of them, and the thing is, the man ordains is his wife, and she goes to her, she goes to she goes to a restaurant. When she's come out, she spent two thousand dollars. Two, $2, Somebody's money. She spent two thousand dollars, and each week they come out and let her hang on a second. So what he's arguing about is. You are supporting them financially. What I know, but how many of us care what we sing? How many of us, have us even know? So when we speak on this subject, we are not wasting our time. This is an eternally important subject. If indeed we are talking about songs that are based on Scripture, listen to this. I wrote this conscious and spiritually alert. The conscious and spiritually alert and understanding person will sing what they believe and they will believe what they sing. You will believe what you sing and you sing what you believe. Anything else will not do. Who lives inside of you? Who sings? The Holy Ghost lives inside of me. Well, I believe that he lives inside of me. I have a Christianity which is I'll call experimental, not experimental as experimenting, but it's real because the word of God is true. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. So if the scripture says that, I expect to see it happen. I wouldn't, say, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't explain it away. Let me read something to you. I'm on slide 7 now. Teaching and admonishing one another. No Christian task or endeavor can be faithfully accomplished by the carnal Christian. One who does not really care about the things of God in a deep way. Now God has not given me the right to look at you. Oh, you are carnal. Oh, yeah, you are carnal. Oh, God, you know, you, know, you know something? Now I must be careful. Otherwise I get myself very worked up. Some of us have become judges of others. We read meanings into everything that people do. Well, did Jesus Christ say, take that beam out of your eyes before you take a speck out of somebody's eyes? Christ wasn't stupid when he said that. And we've come judges. When I come to church, I like to believe that I come to a safe place. Safe so that I can be myself. But somebody has determined that this is the way you must behave. And that's whatever. Meanwhile, they themselves don't know where they're coming. You know something? I have had the pleasure of being in the, the Maasai Mara. Somebody just phoned one day and said, Would you like to come come on on, on the safari with your wife? I said, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't say no. So we went. The Maasai Maara Masai is a Maasai place. And when you know about the Maasai Mara, that's where you have all these wild wa- the, uh, the elephant, the elephants and the lions and everything running around. It's a survival of the fittest. I do not want to come to church and think that I've been thrown into the Maasai Mara, No Kruger Park, nor Seren- Serengeti. I like to believe that I come to a safe place. Very, very safe place. What do they say, I'm going to play your front. Leave and let leave. And so when I come to a safe place, the scripture says, we should teach and admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And it says, make melody in your heart. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs is no different. The effective preacher is one who has more than just a casual acquaintance with the workings of the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. I wrote this, I didn't copy it anywhere. The effective preacher is one who has more than just a casual acquaintance with the workings of the Holy Spirit. The word of God and the ways of God. Psalm 103, 103 verse 7. He taught Moses his ways and his ways. One who admonishes in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs must have a good working knowledge of the Spirit of God. Someone say, Amen. You must have a good working knowledge of the Spirit of God. You must know the things of the Spirit of God. You must. We come to a meeting like this and we are sitting over here and there are, there are spiritual dynamics. I turned and said to Pastor, Pastor uh, Bajumu, I said, when we listen, when we listen to, to, to the uh, reflection, I wish... That we would have stopped and made an auto call and say, who wants to respond to it? But time seems to play, have an effect on ourselves. So say, well, I mean, that's what it is. Before you that's what, that's what, that's what it is. But there are dynamics at work over here. There are spiritual dynamics in everything. And one must be very alert to these things. Oh, you do? You, uh, now you, Sabe, now you, Sabe. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. That phrase, now you, Sabe, was coined by the devil himself. Yeah, it was coined by the devil himself. Next time someone corrects you, oh Niyusabe. now you now now you not a Nigerian. When you uh, comes from Ghana also. Yeah, so don't tell me I'm attacking Nigerians. I know some. Of, no, no, seriously, some of us are beginning to become something which is very annoying. No. The Ghanaian will say you are too new. <laughs> Ah, you have just sung, you have just sung the Yoruba song and that becomes a problem for some of us. Ah, ah, come on. Some of you need to be confronted and told, please, pack it up. That is admonishing one another. Sister, please pack it up. Leave and let leave. Joe, please. One who admonishes in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs has a serratatory. If the scripture calls for holiness, the fear of the Lord, dedication and to live for Christ, so must the hymns and spiritual songs be sing. Anything else will be falsehood. Our task is to build each other up In our most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. This morning the choir have been marvelous. We've sung powerful. I don't think that we just woke up and decided that you were just going to sing. any an old song. You took time out. You planned. You prepared. And talking about before. Anyway I'll come to that later. And I have been blessed. I tell you something. I could go home. Go on to YouTube. And just listen. Just listen to the singing and worship. And just sit there worshiping and praising the Lord. And if my wife says, come and eat, I say, I don't want to eat. Isn't that what I normally say? No. Nah. Nah. It's been absolutely wonderful. May we go from strength. I want to pray and ask you, Father, uh, that God, you will, will go from strength to strength. Reverend Ash, would you come, please? I know we haven't realized Come, come. Oya, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, please. Come. And someone, if I say, yeah, it's not because I I disrespect you. I don't disrespect You're going to pray. Pray that God would manifest himself powerfully in the choir. Break every chain. I'm not saying you are bound, though. I'm not saying break every chain. Anyone who will attack you would have attacked God. Save notice now in Jesus' name. I understand. A ministry of restoration. A minister of a reflection where the transformation flows through you as a choir. I pray 24-7 you will be connected Amen. with the heaven. That there will be no demarcation between you and God. That every song that you will sing will flow directly from the Holy Spirit. Life will continue to be blessed. Life will continue to be transformed. And you are secure in God's hand. You are a blessing to the church of Christ and the body of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you very much. You may be seated. Yeah. This is what I call liberty in the Holy Ghost. Liberty in the Holy Ghost and... um, the freedom that the Holy Ghost brings. Our task is to build each other up in our most holy concept. It is out of these that we flow in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. These are the wellsprings of our very existence. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does Shall prosper. You were made to learn this, the whole of someone. Blessed the man who doesn't see the council of the But uh, we go now. we see that and we're gossiping. No, you are not blessed. You know. Let me move on. Okay. It will be very unusual. Now listen to this. This is, this is, this is just common logic. It will be very unusual for anyone coming from a dry and waterless place to come with water. Could come with much water, if any water at all. That man has come from a desert. He's parched. How can he be coming with water? It's not possible. Only individuals who have their source in the river of life. And when I talk of river of life, I'm talking of Christ. Can provide water for the body of Christ. And this is what the church of God is called to do. We prepare ourselves in our personal prayer closets and sometimes with others. And then when we gather as a church, we build the body by singing to him. Hallelujah. I'll tell you something. My mind goes to before the twins were born 25 years ago. I'm not going to mention it, but we used to, come. I used, to, I used to come. I used to come here with Pastor Mbakwe and Sister Helen 25 years ago. After, uh, after, after Fridays, I used to work. You go to work and um, you are tired like anything. I'll run search I'll go home, and then we'll come back over here 10.30 and pray up until 1 o'clock, and I'll go home, sleep a little bit, and then come back, come back again for a Saturday, Saturday prayer meeting when, in person. I was much younger than 25 years ago. I was 25 years younger than this. For those of you who are struggling to make it a connection. But we will come. But those are the wellsprings of what things come. Let me say this to you. If you are going to write, if you are going to produce anything that is useful in God, you must be acquainted. More than acquainted, you must be intimate with the Holy Spirit. Someone say Amen. You must walk hand in hand because that's when he whispers to you. That's when he talks to you. That's when you de- that's where you derive. I can speak respite. I can stand here and tell you things, and you can think of me what you want. And it matters to it matters not a jot to me because that will be true. If I lie, you know. You hear people testify sometimes. I say, sister, don't forget that people know you. Don't forget that people know you. We live with you, please. Because go go go, go. saying, we know, we know. When I say we know, it's not, it's not uh, uh, here so. We have dealt with the situations. So please mind how you go. So then when we talk about uh, teaching and admonishing one another, there is a sequence to it. Let me read the sequence to you. You know, somebody once said, the problem we have with the Bible is this. You know, the Bible wasn't living come with uh, chapters and all that. People sat down and they began to they split it up uh, the way they thought was good. And sometimes people lament, oh, this chapter 5 should have been part of chapter, chapter 4 or whatever whatever it is. And so in the verses also, that's where they come from. I'm not telling you anything new. If you've, if, if you've done a little bit of a Bible studies, you will know. So let me read again. It says, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation... But be filled with the Spirit. That is verse 18. Perhaps you want verse 18 to flow into verse 19. But be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking with one another. It is be filled with the Holy Spirit. So now we are on slide 11. So I say the proper sequence of things. You begin with being filled with the Spirit. If you are drunk, you cannot do what is being advocated. So you begin by being filled with the Spirit. Then you speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Then you continue with singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then you finish with giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If there is a sequence missing, this is false. As Pastor Les wants you to say, it's bogus. I don't have that word used for a lot of that. It's bogus. Yeah. It's not real. You begin with being filled. Be filled first. Before you can speak to anybody, make sure you are filled first. Anything else is falsehood. Then you speak to one another. How? How is <laughs> nobody can nobody speaking by the spirit can call Jesus Christ a It doesn't work in It doesn't work that way. You cannot call Jesus Christ a if you are speaking by his spirit. And so by the same talking, for those of us listening, and I trust you are listening. You begin by being filled with the Holy Ghost. So you would have done, before you come to church, you would have done your homework. And homework is called homework because it's supposed to be done at home. Common logic. That's why it's called homework. You've done your preparatory work. Then you come. Somebody listens to this. One of the the keys we said about um, this whole series is that we want the fire to fall. And um, there are people who are telling us that the fire is just about, just about, we are seeing vestiges of the fire ready to fall. But if the fire is going to fall, there must be people ready to receive it. Let me take a different tack for a moment. Hymns as teachers of theology, and I'm coming from, I'm going to read to you from a Methodist, a Methodist, uh, what's, what's, what's it called, Emmanuel? It says this, the influence of hymns as teachers of theology to the people can hardly be overestimated. Listen, theology to people. Yesterday and the day before, I was listening to an audio tape on the days of, actually, this, this wasn't even Methodism. This was to do with Baptists, the Baptists, and why the hymns were written. The people to whom they were preaching, they were not learned people. They hadn't been to school. They couldn't read or write. So what are you going to do? They didn't even have Bibles. But they needed to be taught. And so they were taught by the hymns they wrote. And if you're going to teach somebody who has no schooling, then you're not going to use big words. I know one of a few of us we use big words. Hey, I went to school with a guy. Hey, stop parabolating about the classroom. What are you parabolating? I mean, stop walking about parabolating where? Easy words for them to understand. Interestingly enough, when Charles, when Charles Wesley, was it Charles or John? I think it was John Wesley. When, when Wesley wrote his, his, his introduction to the medicine book, he said, this book is primarily addressed to people with no education. There are certain statements you make and you open up yourself for someone to attack you. Augustus top lady. Top lady was a Baptist, she was, he, he was he Calvinist. He was still in school, but he took it took exception to to Wesley, and he was attacking Wesley. Just as well, you were writing to people who were without education. They were teaching the people, so their very form is adapted to easy. Their form is adapted to easy memorization. Clothed in language concise and chaste, before you can before you can speak. Concise and chaste language, you must understand the English language before you can drill it down. Otherwise, you'll be all over the place. Swaying to the motion of rhythm and rounded with rhyme, these poetical f- phrases that bear the great spiritual truths of the church. When repeatedly sung to inspiring music, firmly fasten themselves over the memories of the people. And I say, Amen. They fasting themselves their memories. Yield not, yield not to temptation, for yielding is sing. Age victory will help you. Some other to win. So when temptation comes and that song comes and you sing it, you may not know the scripture, but something sinks in your spirit. Let me move on. If I don't finish, I'll have another chance later. Methodism and hymns. The influence of hymns on Methodism and the Methodist people can scarcely be exaggerated. Hymns were the means whereby theology entered the bloodstream of the people. I like like that statement. Theology entered their bloodstream. What is in your bloodstream? What flows in you? I cannot be any more serious than this. Addressing you as one of your pastors and one who... As the Bible says, one day we'll have to give an account for your soul. What are you like to you know? That's what the scripture says. What you think or what I think doesn't matter. The Bible says, your leaders will one day account for your souls. You didn't decide that. God said that. So it says, the hymns were the means whereby theology entered the blast from the people. People sang their faith. People sang their faith. People sang their faith. You know what occurred to me this morning? I was thinking... When we talk of singing hymns and stuff like that, you say, well, so what, what were our, our parents doing? What are, are, are people who were, became Christians, what were they, were, they, were they doing? They sang all right. It doesn't always have to be a hymn. They are spiritual songs. They are choruses. How many of us back in the day, let's sing choruses? In fact, some places they call, they call it a shout. Let's have a shout. Back in the days when, when Foursquare, Foursquare was coming to Ghana, you go and says, let's have a shout. Oh, what's a shout? A shout is what we call a chorus. A, 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 a shout. And sometimes it's a repetition of the same thing. We had our hymn books, we had our, we had our chorus books. How many of us have got hymn books anymore? How many of us have got chorus, chorus books anymore? You know, the use of hymns. The use of, uh, the use of hymns in the Bible. His name will come in a second. He tells you that if you want to have a prayer time or a retreat, take your Bible, take, he said, a good hymn book. Not just, do you know how they came by their hymn books? They had their Talk theologians sit down and they read the hymns and they found out whether it was true to scripture or not. Yesterday, I listened to a tape and uh, the same tape talking about uh, John Wesley and Charles Wesley having an argument. The two brothers were having an argument. uh, Charles was the last boy, he was number 18 in the family. And uh, John was arguing with him about certain scriptures. He said, Well, I'm going, this isn't scripture. You had to be true to the scriptures. If it wasn't scripture, you didn't sing it. Do you know that churches split, broke up? In the Baptist church, they broke up because of him, because because of what they were singing. No, that is not scripture. No, we're not singing it. No, we're not singing it. And then some of us are singing anything from nowhere. And when we ask where it's comes from, we get upset. Oh, pastor! Oh, pastor! Where the oh, pastor! Oh, pastor! What? Do you know the source of what you are singing? Now, quite a while back, we had a, we had a seminar here where someone from outside, I'm not going to go into, into that, but every song, every hymn has got a source of God or not of God, I wouldn't say of the devil, it's got a source, it comes from somewhere, my song is love unknown, love to the loveless, shown that lovely they might be, it comes from somewhere. Let me move on quickly. Remarkably, the hymns of Charles Wesley have lasted down. The generations are still sung now across the denominations around the world. There was a time when Baptists would not sing Wesleyan songs. Baptists were Calvinists. Well, not every one of them because you could be a Baptist and you were Armenian. Armenian being Jacobus, I nothing to go into. The, so let's, let's move on quickly. Slide 15 they call to make a joyful noise. You may not have the voice of an angel. Someone say, amen. Look at the person next to you. See, ask, have you got the voice of an angel? No. I do not have the voice of an angel. You may not have the voice of an angel or be able to carry a tune. Did you know that? I hope you don't do it in a choir. Did you know in previous previous generations... Some people came to sing in the choir and they had muted their they had muted their microphones. And they were standing there, they were talking it, and it was much later. That they, oh, they mute your mic. They couldn't tell them, brother, you cannot sing. <laughs> Until the brother saw that they muted his phone. But anyway, this is not in your generation. It wasn't in my wife's generation either. So we will not hold there. Uh, yeah. No worries. Just make a joyful noise. Psalm 101 2 says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing. Psalm 95 2 says, Let us enter his presence with thanksgiving, let us make a joyful noise to him in song. Making a joyful noise is not clatter and foolishness. Of a drunkard or senseless person, it is a shout coming out of a desire to glorify God, acknowledging His might and dominion. It is done in His presence. I can imagine uh, um, David when was the, the ark was coming out of the house of Obed of Eden, and it was doing the hunka-panka squash banana. The guy was dancing, and his wife looks at his wife looked at him and says, look, "Look, look, look at you! You shamed yourself before these common people." She, she failed to understand the spiritual dynamics at, place, at work. David was bringing the presence of God and was beside himself. Let's make a joyful noise doesn't mean that. Just shout for nothing. That's be foolishness. We are in the presence of God, and so we behave ourselves. Let me move on quickly. The place of hymns and revival. In the year 1904, the hymn, Here is Love, vast as the ocean was said throughout Wales, sung in the country chapels and echoed through all the underground mines. This was a year the fires of revival broke out in Wales, and here is love was hailed as their love song. The second stanza includes, that's something wrong, includes what what is considered one of the most glorious poetic lines ever written and summarizes what was happening in Wales during this time. Here is love, vast as the ocean. We don't have time to sing it. Loving kindness, but just please listen to it. Loving kindness as the flood. When the prince of life, our ransom, shed for us his precious blood. Who his love will not remember? Who can cease to sing his praise? He can never be forgotten throughout heaven's eternal days. On the mount of crucifixion, fountains opened deep and wide. Through the floodgates of God's mercy flowed a vast and gracious died grace and love like mighty rivers poured incessant from above and heaven's peace and perfect justice kissed a guilty world in lava in thy truth thou dost direct me by thy spirit through thy word and thy and thy grace my need is meeting as i trust in thee my lord all thy fullness thou art pouring Thy great love and power on me, without measure, full and boundless, drawing out my heart to thee. You should hear the South Koreans sing, here is love. It's become their, their, their anthem. Here is love, vast as the ocean. Listen to just some assertions, then we'll come to a close. Some assertions, slide 21. In quite another sense, hymn writing may be regarded as a divine art. Since its theme is divinity itself, since its noblest forms demand nothing short of the highest art. Music is a child of prayer, the companion of religion. Listen to that. Music is a child of prayer. Music that proceeds from prayer ought to be sung. If You sing it and things begin to happen. When you begin to sing, you're going to pray for somebody. You begin to sing, you begin to sing, there is a manifestation. And that's, that manifestation violently opposes the truth that you are singing. Then you know that there's a power at work. This is not theory, this is experience. Music is the art of the prophets. The only art that can calm the agitations of the soul. And when I read this, I think of King David, not King David, the boy David and King Saul. You, read, you know, when, when, when the evil spirit from God came upon Saul, David had to pick up his harp and began to play. And when he played, the evil spirit departed from Saul. Not once, many, many, many a time. Now, not every one of us can play. I cannot play. But surely, if you are gifted and you deep yourself in God. Brothers and sisters, what we are calling you to is time alone with God, not the gossiping table. When you sit down and all you do is, did you see what he did in church today? Did you see who, oh, there are things I can see I'm not going to say. Did you see what? And that's, thank God, a second. Find some commonplace thing and sit down and begin to meditate. There is something called the music call and response. Somebody sings and somebody responds. They do it very well. Ooh. There was a type of thing that used to happen. They've stopped it now. In the Methodist church, for example, as I'm, preach, as I'm preaching now, you say something and then something, a song, seems to resonate with somebody. So they lift the song up. So when you are giving 15 minutes, you may end up having 30 minutes. And then somebody said, somebody said, when the preaching Somebody said, when the preaching gets hot, the witches start off the song just to kill it. Hmm? Oh, it happens a lot. It happens in Ghana, Africa. I don't know about Nigeria, but it happens in Ghana. In fact, the Americans are very known for it. Before you know, somebody is thinking, bless me, the ties are bind. When you are preaching on something something else, it's not exactly call and response. Call and response comes sometimes when when the slaves... Wait in the water. Wait in the water. And they're singing. There's a call. We're going to have a prayer meeting because your white uh, slave master doesn't know you're going to have a prayer meeting. So they call out to one another. Music is the art of the prophets, the only art that can calm the agitations of the soul. It is one of the most magnificent and delightful presents God has given to us. Someone say, Amen. So then, in the words of uh, the Reverend Bajomo, let us begin to collaborate. Tempt the person next to you and say it exactly. collaborate. Yaman, yeah, Yaman. Yeah, one person writes, listen, one person writes the lyrics. Another person may provide a tune. Now, we had an object lesson this morning with tunes. This is not me having to go... You had a tune, somebody had a tune, and what you wanted is not what was being played, and so we came to a standstill. Tunes are very important. Actually, there are songs that I know I can repeat verbatim if it's sung in a tune that I know. Once you change the tune, I'm totally lost. I was glad when I read it in one of the papers, somebody said, it's the same with them. But those are very important, but not, not the time, not the time, not the time for it. So one person writes the lyrics, another person may provide the tune, then the various anointed singing groups, instrumentalists, those who play the tambourines and those gifted to dance, We'll put it all together. I said tambourines, and uh, those who play the tambourines have been tasked to come to choir practice. And they say, Oh, no, we're not coming to choir practice. That's a different matter. Abraham Saki. You should never say that. You are going to get yourself in trouble. You are in, tro- in trouble already. Never mind. You know, some people, you never trust them with any, any information. No. <laughs> then we'll come together as a church and sing the praises of the one who called us out of darkness into the mouth. Talk about this. I don't know about you, but in my Methodist church, they used to have days on which they learned how to sing the hymns. You go to church. You got power practice for everybody. Everybody came. Nowadays, nobody's, nobody's willing to do it anymore. So let's conclude. Let's conclude the hymn that expresses who Jesus is, his mission on earth, and our relationship with him. This hymn expresses an intense desire for the hymn writer, for the hymn writer to be used for the glory of God in great power and yet in humility, in humble prayer and fervent praise. You know what I'm going to sing. It expresses the sovereignty of God and human responsibility and surrender in order to make the sacrifice complete. O thou who camest from above. Let's sing it. and we close. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Abraham Sake of the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in kennington London. Our address is 13 Thiers Terrace, Lambeth, London, se 11 5 lz call us on 020 7820 9917 find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org the all nation center reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways